Inviting all my devil's advocates to the Dudes at Ringside podcast. Friday, July 23rd at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Where Metal Geek and Joe the Panther Jr. host yours truly. And we explore my dark thoughts. You won't want to miss it. See you then. Say no more. Hello there, wrestling fans. Welcome to the internationally known Dudes at Ringside podcast. I am your host, <laughs> that funny, awesome Panther Jr. Joe. <laughs> and now introducing that man, that myth, that legend going on that flight around the world with yours truly, the happy heel himself. The Metal Geek. What's going on, Ringside Crew? What's going on, internationally known? What's going on, everyone? What's going on? What's going on with the uh, the text over there? It's kind of a blood red, a little bit. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. It's not Tamaku. It's not a deathmatch wrestler. Let's give a warm dudes at Ringside welcome to Hellman Rose Crown, the eminent threat. Hey, Joe, how's it going, Metal Geek? And how is the wrestling world at large? My name is Elman Rosecrown, and thanks for that warm introduction of sorts. No problem. No problem, dude. Welcome to the ringside area where the ro- the uh, flags keep flapping and the wrestlers keep coming. <laughs> yeah, I've noticed you guys have been busy. You've worked yeah. steadily through at least September. Maybe 2023 now. 2022, brother. Well, that's what I meant. September 2022, of course. It's like it's like the it's like the old running joke, you know. The wrestlers line up on the line, and then the line keeps just getting longer and longer. It reminds me of the DMV. That's what that sounds like. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's like grab, grab a ticket. It's like ding, ding. That's it. Or traffic. I just got out of four hours of traffic just to get to Ocean Beach, which is uh, we're at the location. For fist combat right now, so there's a metal show going on. Yeah. So trying to stay away from all that noise if possible. So yeah, yeah. I mean, New York's traffic is horrible. I can only imagine what LA traffic is. Like. Hey, Riley Measures. Hey, there he goes. There's a there's a fellow wrestling brother from London, England. Riley Measures. How's traffic out there? That's what I want to know because I can't imagine anything being worse than New York. Traffic in New yeah. York just seems like gridlock all the time. I don't. Oh, he's England. He's from he's London. England. England. He's, he's from right. England. Right. So, like, they, they're driving on the other side of the road. So, I don't know how their traffic is whatsoever. Feel free to chime in on that. But I got to say, it's pretty bad out here yeah. during certain times of the day. But, yeah. Yeah. Hey, Thunderfeet. What's up? There's another friend of ours, Mr. Thunderfeet. Hell, hell, oh. Hello. Hello. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> you did it right. <laughs> you knew what you did there. <laughs> so, for the fans that are not familiar with you, would you want to introduce yourself? Well, that would be the majority of fans out there. Uh, well, my name is Hellman Rosecrest. I'm a recent addition to the Fist Combat roster here in Ocean Beach, California. I'm trained at a Santino Brothers Wrestling Academy, which is based in Bell Gardens. Los Angeles, California. 
And it's the same training academy that trained Jake Atlas, if you're familiar with the NXT Upstart. Um, it's just a great atmosphere to be a part of the SoCal wrestling scene, especially now, post-pandemic. It's really flourishing, and it's just like a great opportunity for a young guy like me who's always, maybe I'm not as young as I look, but it's this has always been my, my dream since I was a little tight. So to do it now and to be a part of it, it's a dream come true, which is nuts for me to say, because just prior to all this, I didn't have a whole lot to live for. At least it felt that way. Mm. Uh, by, by the way, um, t- uh, you're from LA, right? Are you familiar with a tag team yeah, born called, called uh, Money, Power, Respect? Or You say that again? Sorry, I'm having uh, technical oh, issues. But uh, you said uh, Money, Power, and Respect? Yeah, they're, ta- they're a tag team. Okay, I was just saying that sounds good to me. No, I'm not familiar with them. Are they from this area as well? They're from California. I'm not sure where in California they're from, but they're from California as well. Okay, he's there. Yeah, they're from. I think they're from. Hey, we got a bunch of friends. A bunch of friends in the chat. We got Marauder. We got got our other friend. We got Popum Geek. All right, so but it's like. Traffic over here, by the way, is either quite dead or completely gridlocked. Seems to be no in between. So right there in the middle. Yeah, that seems to be the case. Everyone is like a beehive. They all have the same schedules, you know, 9 to 5 or whatever it seems to be. For us, it's 3 o'clock. If you don't get on the road before 3, you're not getting off the road till like 7. People are climbing for any kind of excitement. It's good to see people out the indie wrestling shows yeah yeah we have this outdoor show on uh well 619 is the as you may know from ray mysterio's finishing maneuver is the san diego area code so here in san diego on uh june 19th we had this live outdoor free event which was very high attended and it wasn't by wrestling fans or wrestling enthusiasts it was by locals local ocean beach residents and it was packed the, the police had to come to like uh, just corral the event, and it just shows, like you said, people of all walks of life are clamoring for live entertainment, and wrestling fits the bill for sure. And what else com- comments we got? How yeah, I don't know if you you saw this, Rose Crown. Me and Geek actually attended our first two wrestling shows together since WrestleMania 35, 35 last weekend, actually. That's awesome. Like we're talking WWE, AEW, or something. No, no, like, local, local, local indies. Like, oh, nice. Yeah, I, I did see you posting about that. So, yeah, yeah, I was awesome. actually live last Monday. We went to a uh, the night show. We went to was uh, the Victory Pro Wrestling. I don't know if you ever heard of them. No, I'm, I'm saying I uh, I've heard, you know, even if I had heard of them, uh, my memory isn't the best. I'm working on that, especially when it comes to wrestling. You know, mm. memory is a lot more crucial than I uh, I thought it was. I knew footwork and, and, you know, sequences and all this, but you really are a quarterback in there more than a lot of other things. You're an entertainer. You're an athlete. You're a team player. You're an individual solo uh, contract, you know, artist. But at the same time, you got to be able to change in a dime on the fly based off of the crowd because you don't have the benefit of cut. Or take one, take two. It's all one, one and done. So it's more yeah. than meets the eye. Is all I want to say. 
I did see a comment uh, from one of your friends talked about how did I get into wrestling, if I could address that, I suppose. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's either a convoluted story or a simple one. The simple one is I've always wanted to do it and claimed that that was going to be what I did when I turned 18. When it actually turned out, I was around 26 when I actually started training at Santino's. And I had looked into other schools, namely Knox Pro. And by the time I was going to pull the trigger, they weren't necessarily open. So I went with Santino's, which had got some shine on them recently from the WWE when Ronda Rousey like trained there for her pro debut. She was already a professional athlete, but she got some wrestling uh, polishing there under Brian Kendrick and other uh, of their trainers at the school. So that's how I kind of came to really pay attention to that school in general, where since then, they're nothing but top-notch. They're, all their guys, at least for the last seven years, have won the local Rookie of the Year for Southern California. It's a streak that's still active, and uh, your fingers crossed, I want to keep that streak alive if, if it comes to it, which kind of boils me down to the pandemic. I started in 2019. The pandemic shut my training down in March of 2020, and I was able to resume it maybe like five, four months ago here at Ocean Beach, so now I'm debuted in the year 2021, whereas prior, I wasn't sure if I'd be this year, next year, or who knows what. And it's definitely altered the alumni status of Santino's with people having moved out of state or resumed training elsewhere. So I feel extra pressure to keep that streak alive. There's a lady coming out. Who's your, who's your favorite wrestler, you'd say? Who's your president there? My personal favorite wrestler, it's been that way since 2003, was uh, Randy Orton. And it is Randy Orton in all of his different incarnations. Um, as far as, uh, are you coming to the private party? Huh? Are you here to attend the private party? What private party? We have a private event. Are you here to, if not, we have to keep the alley clear. No, that's fine. Okay. Oh. It's like a birthday party. For one of the bad musicians. Okay, so just do me a favor, shut the door. Sure. Yeah, because there's a window. Mike and then we're going to get really in trouble. So we got to keep the door. What yeah. about the window? <laughs> 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 private party. Yeah. Oh, we here. We got microphones. So <laughs> the media. Wait, are they, is, is the tag team private party there? What's that? Is the tag team private party there? Yeah. I guess so, right? I guess we're part of the media now. We're, we, we got invited with the passes, right? We don't we have passes. Okay. Marauder says his brain is shot, too. Yeah. I know why Marauder. Smoke you, drink you, do and do. Sorry about that, guys. I'll be right back with you. On that note, Randy Orton's greatest of all time. Like, I hear the music, so I'm saying we're jamming. We're jamming. <laughs> Randy Orton was right there. His favorite Look at that. Marauder, like that sky man. Look at that sky man. He loves the sky. Look at that sky man. Marauder's like, Marauder, what kind of animals can you see in there? Quickly. Quick. Good music, Marauder. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 10 minutes to see what animals are in there. What animals do you see there? I see a goat. I see a, I see a Power Ranger. I see okay. like I see like a monkey face, like a gorilla face. I can't see. A, I see a ghost. Like a ghost I see yeah, like a ghost or like a, a gorilla I mean, like a face, face like, like this. Kind of. 
Looks like we're getting tossed out of the club. We're like, Whoa. Yes. Yes. It does look like a ghost. That's guy. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> it's a ghost. It's a ghost. Who are we looking at, Geek? It's a ghost. He poops in and out. It's the ghost. It's like, it's like the ghost of Mario Brothers. Actually, A's advanced, uh, and they have previously booked us and fired all that, but it's, it's all like, yep, they keep on loving us right now. Eight zero. Don't, don't be looking at the camera. Joe, you're gonna get us in trouble, man. Why? <laughs> don't look into the camera, you're gonna get dizzy. <laughs> I'm getting dizzy looking at the camera. We're gonna get in trouble Wednesday. I take off my glasses, my eyes get really small. You see shy guy. Oh, yep. he, Spiffy sees yep. angry, angry cat. <laughs> you can't have Marauder meet ever so Spiffy because you'll come back and be like, Yeah, I'm so high right now. <laughs> We've been seeing all this stuff in the sky. Like, we're like, this, what kind of shapes are in the sky right now? When you're moving the camera up in the sky, we're like, we're seeing one of the, it looks like a ghost. I told him it's like, you see a kind of so just between you and me. That's actually a, a vice police, the vice cop. So, mm. you know, I'm dealing with some serious shit over here. Oops, bleep that out. There's one of back. Um, as we were saying, back to the wrestling related matters because there's right. a plethora of them and that's i love yeah. talking wrestling so uh, you said randy Orton was your favorite wrestler How can you not be? uh do you tell me who your favorite is but it was rob van dam and they had a few in 2003 and he was young and he was just cocky and just he's changed himself up over the years but not dramatically and it's been i think he's been great you know he's had his higher higher moments but a lot of that's creative, how they decide to use people. And he's a constant. He's always been a very, the highest of caliber, if you will. Another one is, how long have you been wrestling for? So that one would be, what do you consider? When I wrestled in high school? No, it doesn't count. It's a different form of wrestling. It's like tra um, been training. Been training. Yeah, so that's what I was going to say. Training since September of 2019 with an extended break from March of 2020 till about, let's say, March of 2021. So it's about a year. That's crazy. Um, with that also being said, is I've been wrestling, actively resumed training and working shows steadily since, I guess, March of 2021. I don't know. I'm not good at math. How would you describe your wrestling style? So ideally, how would I, like if I was create a character, it might be a little bit different than how I've been functioning. Seeing as I'm not the, the largest guy, I'm not six plus, 200 plus, uh, the industry has changed. That's not like a prerequisite as it used to be. I still don't want to be a high-flying guy whether or not I can do those maneuvers. 
However, I've had to incorporate a few more cross bodies and moonsault maneuvers just to keep things more realistic. If I'm facing guys who are higher, bigger, and I am very athletic. So for me, it's realistic, mat-based style with sporadic high flying and some striking. I do like to keep it very mat-based. I'm trying to blend, if I can, Rob Van Dam, Randy Orton, and Triple H. So knee strikes, um, chin locks, and uh, simple maneuvers, but with the occasional rolls and flips here and there, some kicks. So I don't know. You tell me. Hybrid might be played out, you know? Um, so one of the fans asked, would you ever turn down a spot in a match? So at this point, I, I – have yet to turn down anything. Although, yeah, there are some lines that everyone should have that they don't want to cross. Uh, blading is one where, even though I've been taught how to blade, I want to learn how to blade properly since you're never supposed to let someone blade you. At least as I've been taught, you always blade yourself. But if you're in there with someone who knows how to blade and you don't, you'd probably defer to them. Although I, that's where blading is kind of a line for me. Uh, along the same line of deathmatch wrestling. Growing up in the hardcore Attitude Era period, I loved watching it. Uh, it wasn't necessarily my cup of tea, but uh, especially hardcore over extreme. Extreme was a little bit too far, or hardcore was, you know, it was used as a topping, not the main ingredient of the meal, of the product. So deathmatch wrestling right now is something I'm not necessarily trying to do because it's a niche. Much like Lucha, it's a niche. Those are things. That I'm trying to just give classic American style, if that makes any sense. So I, there's no spot really that's off limits. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe like a Joey Ryan spot, if I'm allowed to say something like that. You know, <laughs> just Man, Joey Ryan, no thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I opened a can of worms on that one. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no um, – you, I, I saw, saw some of your matches. Some of your work on your YouTube channel. You're kind of like a Shawn Michaels in a way. I got the dollar store Shawn Michaels before. I've been called the dollar <laughs> store Shawn Michaels. I think you mentioned that on Lance and Geek's birthday party. Before the party, I think yeah. you mentioned that. Because I was watching some of your matches. You were kind of like you had the uh, the pants from Shawn Michaels and everything. So I was like, wow, you know. Well, young Shawn Michaels is a very attractive guy. So, I mean, I would like to be compared to someone of that nature. And he's one of the greatest workers of all time. Uh, I try to steer away from super kicks due to their abundance, especially in the indies and just on a major platform. They're no longer a finisher. It's just a transitional move. Although I've been told what familiarity, people like that. So I've been asked to, to like, been called, throw a super kick, whereas generally I like to throw it, but I've gotten accustomed to it. It's like a moonsault or a crossbody. It's in my repertoire. I throw a good one, but it's not like, you know, it's something I don't want to do because it's. You do throw a good one. I saw, I saw your matches. Then those super kicks are not bad, by the way. Well, thank you. Before you ever start wrestling, you, you already mess around with moves like with your friends. The super kick was always, you know, one of mine. But uh, yeah, once I started kind of getting closer and closer and training, it's it started getting further and further out of my comfort zone because it's like man if i just do a super kick i'm just another guy same with forearms i throw forearms now but i try not to i want to throw punches because they're less prevalent in the indies especially so like who were like your big inspirations as a kid like that made you want to become a wrestler 
Well, maybe to become one was more Crash Holly than Stone Cold, because Crash Holly was a guy around my size. And looking back, he's actually way bigger than I am. Like, he's yoked. Um, but Stone Cold was the guy when I was growing up and getting into wrestling. So if it wasn't for Stone Cold, I don't know how much of wrestling I would have been privy to at a very young age. Hmm. Interesting. But then, yeah, Randy Orton, it pretty much went from Stone Cold to my favorite. And I was never a guy who hated anyone. I liked them all. Pieces. I liked, if you can bleep it, I guess I won't even say the word, F finish, as they call it. So, like, screwy finishes where heels would win. And I never I never got mad. I always enjoyed, uh, I always felt like, oh, man, they got me again. Like, I really enjoyed just being a fan of everybody. But I did have my favorites which was so-called and Rob Van Dam and Randy Orton. It's been consistent. You know, there's always number twos or threes that pop up, but once you kind of get a favorite, it's hard to, especially when they've been in the game for 20 years, it's not like you went anywhere. If a kid looked up to you and they said they want to be a wrestler, what would you tell them? What advice would you give them? I would say don't. Persistence furthers, truly. So if you think, because I did, that like I screwed up and I, I didn't go to college and I didn't pursue amateur wrestling to its furthest extent. And I started working at a dead end job and I just kept felt, I felt like my whole life passed me by already. And I was too old to even start wrestling or all that stuff. So the whole thing is the last guy in the room is immediately the best guy, guy or girl. So the sooner you start doing something of athletic nature, I'm all, I'm big into athletics. I'm talking like team sports or even uh, amateur wrestling, but also I did theater too and film production. So I think it, as long as you express yourself and you truly feel like you're completing your Maslow's triangle of needs, you got your home, you got your shelter, but you also have other important issues that if you don't explore, you're not a well-rounded individual. I've been there, still there, we're working on it. Hmm. What did you say your favorite entrance theme of all time is? A lot of good ones. That's a you just put me on the spot. Oh man, I wish I I'm I'm not the most musically inclined guy because some people are really good with that. But oh man, some some theme songs hit. I'm gonna go with too cool for now because it's not the greatest in any way. But when you hear that too cool theme, like you just have, oh, oh yeah, man, it brings back to my childhood. I think uh, I think my favorite was one, not the second one. My favorite was always the Disturbed Stone Cold song. Really? Uh, it was an okay song, but not iconic in any way. Yeah, and I think Triple, Triple H's Time to Play the Game is always my favorite. Uh, I used to get really pissed when I hear that song. <laughs> I get pumped, but pissed like, no. Yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. I played past over which Triple H theme? He's got many. No, time, time to Play the Game, the Mortarhead theme. The first one. Oh, okay. the original. The original well, that would be the first one. I liked my time. Like if you go back and listen to my time. No, I mean like the original Motorhead. Uh, the original Motorhead theme. Well, of course, that one was great, I and mean, that's probably his most well-known theme. He also has that other Motorhead theme, which is like his alternative, like "Bow Down to the King" or "King of yeah. Kings" or whatever. Yeah. Um, but Evolution. The original, yeah. Evolution. Oh, Evolution. Evolution. Yeah, Triple H just had bangers every theme song, and he's had like, at least. Five, but like maybe not the first one, the McMahon Helmsley. Did, didn't he have a one by Giant Pool too, which was awesome? Oh, so possible, man. Around that time period, every, all the bands, like the new metal bands, were making uh, 
it probably coincided with one of their CDs that they released. Yeah. That's when you had to get the CD instead of downloading them off the internet and or you mean when they had CDs? Do they exactly. Have CDs? <laughs> I don't think they do. I personally don't think they do. There's one blockbuster left in existence, so you know. Actually, we'll... actually, it's not around anymore. No, I, I thought it was still around, but like as an Airbnb. It's an Airbnb now. Yeah, that's what it is. It's it's uh, you could rent it or something like that. <laughs> so blockbuster became. You rent a movie, now you can rent out Blockbuster for the night. Oh my god. <laughs> I got so many late fees from them. So imagine if you like had like hundreds of thousands of dollars of late fees and then like you rent out the Airbnb and it's like, you know, you flip the table on them or something. I don't know. Man, that's so hard. It's hard to think because Blockbuster was it was a different time, like you know, technology was different, but that was Friday nights for you sometimes. Yeah. You know? uh, yeah, that was the you I was your network. Out, you need to rent out the uh, the blockbuster for the night. Do dudes at Ringside Podcast live from Blockbuster. Oh my god, that's such a good idea. <laughs> yeah. really that, that would be amazing. We'll do a live podcast from the Airbnb right there. We sit there and yeah. like we're live here at Blockbuster. You should Aladdin. do some uh, different locations, like maybe go to an event, like you know SummerSlam or something, whatever you know. Maybe do on site. Uh, edition, you know, special edition. Of I think that would be really we're, cool. We're working, we're working on that actually. That's a work yeah, on project right now. Yeah, trying to do stuff like that. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> like that's actually, we 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 were gonna do the show live with the NYWC, the one we went to the first show, but we got told at the door. They said, "No, this, no funny business, no video taping, and live, yeah. live video now." Because nowadays, especially with the Oh Internet. my God, Mr. Steal Your Dibs is here. It's to steal your dibs. <laughs> What's going on? I find myself in a similar position when I wrestle an event and then I get the media, like footage, clips, or pictures. And then there's like a certain process or procedure to follow where if you post it, theoretically, you're posting spoilers, you know? So that's probably something along those that nature. If you've recorded something, you never know what you're revealing breaking kayfabe and whatever you know behind the curtains stuff but like it it made it made us feel so good that like this 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 group that we used to sit and get in geek car pile in geek car myself geek of course he was driving and thunderfeet all would pile in a geek car and go see a wrestling show every saturday night well not every saturday every, oh, every other saturday night once a month. Once a and month. I feel like day. every other month we were going there. Yeah. And we were go there. And now they woke up to Obin's Arbor. At the end of the show, the wrestlers were hugging us. Like, guys, what do you think of the show, man? What do you think, brother? We're like. <laughs> I've had a it's, unre it's unreal. It's unreal. I've had it's similar experiences with like guys I've looked up to for a while because I've been training underneath them. They've been pro since I've begin tra began training like 10 years or more and now like i'm one of the boys in the locker room you know it's not like i'm buddying up to anyone in particular but to get a different rapport from guys that not too long ago in a sense they didn't know my name now they know me as hellman or they know who i am first name basis and all that it's just really cool that's awesome you know and it's hilarious because like they they said no videotaping. I said it's the geek 
So the wrestlers went at us kayfabe style. And it was like, I'm like, geek, you know that they said, go, 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 go mess around with the dudes at ringside. They're right there. Mess around with them ringside. Uh, and they did. <laughs> that was, it had to happen. And I was like, we're going to get messed around with. You were officially <laughs> at ringside. So that's dope. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And I, the running joke of the show was dudes at, at ringside, not dudes in the nosebleed, because that's probably what we would have been. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got to speak it into uh, existence. So that's what she did. <laughs> and it's funny because the, the, the joke of the whole show was was the word that we were you kept saying. What? Joe, no funny business. <laughs> that's what the promoter told us. No no funny business, no videos. So fun, no funny business. Pick, no pick a seat. Pick a seat. Pick a seat. And we're like, I'm like, what do you want to sit? He's like, ringside, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> we ran like two little kids running to this toy section in the WWF. We got, we got, we got front row. There we go. All right. We ran so fast to those seats, like little kid running to the WWF section in the nineties in Toys R Us. We're like, <laughs> I know exactly. That was my life. I had so many figure collections. I I, I sold them, and then I had other games I played in the yard with like family members and friends called Castle Game. We take all these toys, and they were all medieval. We had castles and different extensive history. So at one point, I donated all my action figures or wrestling figures to be my barbarian horde. And uh, later, I had to rebuild my collection again from scratch multiple times. One time, I sold them all for like. Pennies on the dollar, literally to this woman who was buying for her son. So, like, I sold a whole bin of them for one dollar because I literally just met GDP 30 seconds ago because he pulled up at the red light. When oddly, I looked at the windshield and I thought, that person looks like GDP, whatever. And then, like, two seconds later, I hear from the audience, hey, kid. I turn around and say, you probably got one of me in there. And I looked at him, I was like, GDP climbing down the stage. And I walked up because it's at a red light, his window was down. Gave him a high five or what's up, a dad's. I dapsed him up. And then I was just like, holy, holy crap. You know, I was wearing a John Cena shirt that day, and I wasn't even that big of a fan of him in 2006. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was just a, so I, I was feeling good. So I, wrestling figures, man, you're speaking my language. Yeah, so, man. It does that sound like someone's uh, fast forward VHS in the background. Oh, that could be the local wildlife, bro. I got some crazy <laughs> uh, parents over here. You know? <laughs> Parrots are so cool. Put your arm up. Parrot just lands on your arm. I saw like a macaw driving on the freeway today. He wasn't driving, but he was in the passenger seat. Like somebody brought what? a pet. Yeah, like a, a full one. Like these are little green parrots. Look, you know, they're not that spectacular. But this other bird was like fully multicolored and just chilling in the passenger seat on the freeway. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> that sounds like somebody's rewinding his VHS tape. Hey, I, I'm not on drugs. That means I was not on drugs at the time. <laughs> what is he talking about, man? He's <laughs> it, like, wait, he's like, there was a, there was a macaw driving in their car. What? But Maybe yeah. that's why I got pulled over. It's all making sense. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, me and Geek ever take a trip to Cali. We definitely have to come hang out up there with you guys. <laughs> or down Maybe. here, I'm, I'm a SoCal guy, but heck, heck yeah, wherever, wherever. Yeah, we could do a show live from the from the school. Yep, shameless plug moment. 
Every Saturday in Ocean Beach, San Diego, California, Fist Combat puts on live wrestling. It's about $20 pre-sale, $25 at the door. And uh, it's every Saturday. So if you ever feel like, you know, getting some beach vibes and having a nice night out, come out to Fist Combat. And that's There's a couple of us. A couple of us. for you guys. Sorry, bro. All right. <laughs> Yeah, we, we're off. We're like those two guys on the sidewalk. I've never been to California. My sister went on a trip to go just to Cali, and I'm like, geek, now we have to travel to do this show. So I guess one of the trips we have to cut, we have to go to SoCal. We actually know a couple of wrestlers from California. We have, uh, you ever, Are you familiar with Charisma? Uh, no, but I will say this. It's a big state. It's, uh, you know, it runs most of the coastline, and it's almost like different states, you know, Nor NorCal, SoCal. So that's why I say I'm a SoCal guy because I'm L.A., and now I'm I'm venturing down south to San Diego. But Cali it is. Come by Cali, say hi. Drop by his Santino show. Drop by this show. You and Mariah could be good friends. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know a lot of wrestlers, so you could have a little tour, you know? So, oh, my God. Yeah, we'll have a little party at the beach. Like, <laughs> I'll, I'll, he could bring all the fun food. Like, what is your favorite food, World Camp? Yeah, I mean, I don't want to say hamburger, like steak or something, because that would make me sound basic. But I, hamburgers pretty, are awesome. Yeah, I'm basic. Like, I like good food, but like, to be real, food is not my friend. I mm. like it. I'm not like someone who indulges or someone who's who cooks necessity for me. I look at it like, God darn it, I gotta eat again. And you know what I mean? Hey, Cali's not for everybody, so you know, more for me. And it's, there's too many people here already. Why don't you tell them to, to move out? Dude, that's, that's, that's what it would be if we did the oh god, I can see like us doing on the back porch. Dudes at poolside. I mean, you, you can go anywhere with this. Dudes at beachside. There you go, poolside. <laughs> but uh, yeah, our the shows. Are is, if I do come to your school, you have to teach me a few spots. Well, so here's the thing: I can probably have I have access to the ring here at Ocean Beach. Uh, generally speaking, you know, there's a certain code of conduct and uh, outsiders, if you will, who aren't trained. If you're not paying your dues actively as a part of a school. Mm. You know, I'm not the guy to be giving anybody instructions either. Look how green I am. I haven't even brewed my first cup of coffee in the business. So uh, I could show people some basics, but at the same time, I wouldn't feel comfortable unless, you know, I had maybe the approval of someone else who's been in the business longer. Because this, this business is all about tenure. You may be good at one thing or another, but truth be, to truth be told, you only know nothing. And you only learn how little you know the more and more you learn. And I, I know I butchered that quote, but as far as wrestling is concerned, it's more than just the physicality. It's there's so another, much. There's also another wrestler we had from San Diego. I think I don't know if it's San Diego. I think the Thunder Wonder. Are you familiar with him? Or uh... no, uh, I'm not. I was never the most uh, familiar with the indie scene. However, now I'm probably more familiar with the indie scene than I am what's going on in the mainstream. But no, I have not. Uh, seen his work. Indies are king right now. They're killing. He looks them. like he looks like something out of the movie The The Warriors. The, war the Warriors. He has like a star on his eye. Lightning bolt. He has a lightning bolt over his eye. You know, all that sounds really like 
I probably am following him on Instagram. Okay, I'm gonna have to like eat my words. But uh, you should look him. Up. You should definitely look him up and be like, "Yo, he's we should so do cool. Something. He like he he has that look of a 1980s like movie. Right. Movie. And, and that we don't have a whole lot of that wrestling anymore. You know, it comes in periods and waves, and I feel like that wave is back. The whole late 80s, early 90s characters, like people want something to. The ambiguousness is kind of played out now, which is terrible because people don't know if I'm a good guy, bad guy. Neither do I. I mean, yeah. <laughs> are Are you currently uh, wrestling now or uh... tomorrow? I wrestle tomorrow and Sunday, uh, in Ocean uh, Beach and then Hemet. So I got, yeah. yeah, I got bookings all throughout the month. I wasn't sure if you were injured or you know you you were working. I don't know if anything was open in California. That's all I was asking. Well, it's done by uh county to county basis so when i'm here in san diego i'm like oh i got my mask and then i look in the store and no one's wearing a mask i'm like oh but i'm fully vaccinated i didn't start leaving the house until those precautions were available not necessarily on a personal level but due to family i lived with so circumstance but so i took every precaution prior to me resuming training and actively working in front of crowds so for me it's a tough i'm in a tough position because my career just started and i wasn't necessarily expecting it to so it's like if we shut down again, you know, I might just have to go where I can go because my school just opened back up in L.A. I trained at two different facilities, so in San Diego and at Los Angeles. Mm. Wax gang. <laughs> <laughs> right? Wax and waxed. He has I'm a little here. I can't. I can't. I'll, I'll be like. I'll be like. Uh, you were shot into space by mad scientists to watch terrible movies with robot friends. Who would be the first film you'd watch them with? Sounds something at, at like Mystery Science Theater. I think it? that is the premise. That's totally the premise. <laughs> I think you'd um, watch with these dudes. I think you'd watch it with us. Like that's exactly movies. what I was about to say. You guys would be like the perfect substitute for those robots. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. We, 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 me and Joe would be like the robots, pretty much, right? <laughs> I just twisted my I mean, maybe he's trying to revamp the show premise so where you guys should come dressed as robots now. That's your gimmick. You're the Metal Geek and Joe Panther Jr., but like somehow you're like um, cyborgs and you're oh, guests. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I could picture them making me a puppet that make me like half a panther with like red glasses on, like a cat. Just put red you're glasses on. Puppet. I could see you as like a cranky anchor's puppet. You'd be a oh, yeah. Puppet. With a hat, a cat with a hat on. I guess we should ball. label this one. The robot pizza podcast. Not not yet. This is the, the brainstorming. We basically we've just been coming up with ideas on how to like come Make up, it. change your business model. Yeah, we're different pizzas. We we have, we always have a different pizza every show. Yeah, every, every pizza we every every pizza every show somebody has a pizza and I'm like, when these people come to New York Geek, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to rent over a hundred tour buses with just wrestlers <laughs> going around to the city with us. It's the Robot Pizza Podcast, Joe. Yeah. The Robotic so, Pizza Podcast. What kind of pizza? What kind of pizza? Uh, what kind of pizza do you like? No, no, no. If it wasn't for you, man, I don't know what I'd do. I know. She lo- Have you seen the show Superstore? Yeah, she yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Super- <laughs> hey, sorry about that. Dudes at root. Robot Pizza Podcast. There you go. <laughs> yep. That's one food I will say I'm not the biggest fan of pizza. But when it's good, it's good. 
And I'm yeah. more of a thin crust. I'm a New York style thin crust guy. But I do oh, like yeah. it. Yeah. I'm not a Chicago style. I don't like it. It folding it folding in like New York style is good, but I kinda like it where it's crispy. Not like oh, thin yeah. crust. Oh. Like, well done, like Brooklyn style, like my dad says. Marauder, right? Sicilian or something? Who knows? It's good though. Yeah, my dad always says my dad has like a certain thing he always says, Brooklyn style. WWE Superstore? No. Geek oh, ass. <laughs> was that that website where you buy all that uh, merch? The WWE yeah. right? It's, no, that no, that's the uh, no. The Superstore is what they opened before for WrestleMania. Oh, okay. I I remember the wrestling Superstore, which is where I buy like off-brand uh, wrestling figure. Uh, Look at them these days. Like you could buy barricades and announce tables. And if I was a kid, man, still, or if I still bought that stuff, I'd be so broke. Yeah, it's like hard because you can get, you can get all those toys these days, but then you gotta find the right location to get the right line. Like there's there's a lot of websites that'll they'll say we're gonna sell you a Minji Nokoan toy, and you don't know where that toy came from. It could be come from other kids' basement collection, or somewhere you don't want to talk about you know what i mean it, i do but it depends on what you're t intending on using it for i was never a collector as far as i put them in i played with them i had storylines i had uh logos and, and years worth of like win loss records so i would build accessories and stuff so as far as nowadays there's a lot of places you can find accessories what's crazy is a lot of things they're implementing now multiple head scans and hand models and interchangeable parts I was doing myself by going to the store, opening up the toys. Actually, I'd buy them first, and then I'd swap out the parts and return them. I was a bad, bad person. There's uh, people that watch on YouTube, that, on Instagram that do that. Yeah. I know, I don't. I was there first, though. I swear, I didn't learn about it from, oh, well, this is a good idea because trending. I was before the curve. I, I might have been one of the first people doing it, and it was not good. Change business. It was like, I was a guy, he, he just got, I think, a new X-Pac toy. And he changed the head to the new head, took the head off the new figure, and just put the other head on the body. He put like hot water and the head popped off, and they put the other head on the body. I was just like, it's so tragic, especially if a little, now looking back, because I was a kid when I was doing it, but looking back, like, especially if it's adults doing it, and imagine you being that kid, because I was that kid, and then you go and get the toy, and then, you know, it's just not right or broken. Like, ugh, I feel bad, but. A lot of people who collect toys aren't even kids anymore because they're so expensive. Yeah. They're like twenty bucks. Yeah, they're expensive for toys. It's ridiculous. It's like, what? What? <laughs> yeah. I got so, out while it was so good. Yeah, yeah. I I, I got to get in the attic because I have some wrestlers in like tins, the WWF like still figures. I have some of them up there. I don't know if they're good, but I know they're in the attic somewhere. But, see, those are nostalgic. You know, I was really into the articulation and much like video games. If is I saw on um, Netflix they had a special on the toys that made us or something and oh I used to love that show right that, they did one that, on the wrestling figures really yeah it's very interesting if you want to check it out but you know I just think it, we lived in the same time period of when that those toys were evolving so were video games remember video games in the early and mid nineties then look yeah. at them just in the early mid two thousands to now like or what even they look amazing that now they look amazing like, yeah they look so relaxed. The gameplay sucks, but I'm saying like they, everything looks so lifelike. It looks oh, like 
it's like the skin and everything it's like the detail that they go on it's like ridiculous i think it's weird when one year they have like a character model down and the next year they just they alter it like i've seen booker t in certain years look really good and the next year look not so good it's like i don't understand how they how the development process is that's a totally another that's why I protest. I didn't even buy 2K20 and all these wrestlers we've had on the podcast. I'm like, oh, is your guy? I always say, has anybody created you? And everybody's like, oh, yeah. I was I'm like, which game? And they're like, oh, 2K20. And I'm like, I get so mad. Because they're not yeah, in 2K20. Really have you seen the meme that shows you all the roster that's not? In the WWE anymore from the last game? Yeah, I saw that. I saw that recently. Like it's like half the people got fired, and I'm like, wow. Yeah. Hey, sad, though. Though. As far as AEW goes, I've heard the rumors and the rumblings about uh Dan Bryan and CM Punk. Now that's something that might catch my attention for sure. I would tune in for that. Daniel Bryan, you mean you don't mean uh Daniel Bryan, you mean Brian Danielson? Brian Danielson, excuse me. Well, <laughs> I'm gonna have to say goodbye to that name. I did like that name. I thought that was clever. Because Brian Danielson, he was awesome on the Indies. I don't know if you ever got the chance to watch him on the Indies. No, no, she was she was being cool, but no, yeah, she said she was working with us. We moved the speakers so it sounds better. So Thanks, there's only yeah. so much I can do out here. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, because you don't really know what's up either. But yeah, Brian, Brian Danielson was awesome on the Indies. I don't know if you got the chance to actually watch him on the Indies. Uh, no. See, that was around the time period I did not watch the Indies, but I was very aware of PWG and guys like Roderick Strong and Dan Brian Danielson. But I wasn't watching their products. You know, I wasn't. Maybe I was a doubter to certain extents, but at the same time. Daniel Bryan, CM Punk opened the door in the WWE for C for Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan yeah. blew the door open for guys my stature, guys of my style. Or, like Adam Cole. Oh, yeah. He would never have had a chance if it wasn't for Daniel Bryan's run in the WWE. Never. Same with yeah. Roderick Strong. Same with, yeah. Basically, the NXT in general is the baby of Daniel Bryan's initial NXT uh, run, you know, where they tried yeah. to make a joke out of him and all that. Yeah. And I always knew he was awesome because I always watched him in the indies and and people were like you just watch. I mean, even his best match in WWE doesn't compare to his stuff on the indies, which is can be said a lot of things. One, his age and due to his style, all like you saw with his concussions and his injuries, the toll it took on his body. As you get older, you learn to work smarter, not harder. Yeah. He had more creative liberty. On the indies, he had more to prove. On the indies, uh, there's a lot to it, but you know, at the same time, who's to say? I'm not Meltzer. I've enjoyed. Uh, I enjoyed his WWE run. So, I don't think necessarily. Do you think his indie work had the same gravitas though? When it when it comes to uh, promos and just, just, he had a good career. That would make me want to watch his whole run in the indies, but. And, and you have to. And I have to. Yeah. I think his match with Austin Aries is a classic. His match with Nigel was a classic. ROH. Uh, yeah, ROH yeah, stuff. ROH is sure. amazing. Yeah. Yes, that's where it gets muddy in the indies. It's I'm I'm impressed by people who follow it so religiously because there's so many different organizations and essentially every time you're in another 
company, you have to essentially be a, a lump of clay and be what they want you to be. Whereas yeah. at the same time, we also are the arbiters or whatever of our own brand. And so we have to, it, it's a balance. I'm trying to be whatever they want me to be. But at the same time, you can't deviate too far from your your true nature. Uh-huh. You know I mean. 100%. Definitely. There's our friends up there. They're back. back again. Hashtag birds on the ringside. Birds at ringside. Pizza party. No, just birds at ringside. It's like, the, and, and they're little red, green birds, so we're trying to get them to get away from our seats. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, this is my seat. This is my geek, seat. The geeks the geek are pecking us. Birds are pecking us. Right ow, now. ow. Joe, you well, wanted to sit ringside so bad. <laughs> I do like to call in my other, you know, we've already gone over the imminent threat, Helmet Rose Crown, which is a very existential character. He's always thinking about death and destruction and just finality. There's the other side, which is the fiend, fiend, if you will, uh, Finn Balor demon side, where I wear a lucha mask, uh, and I call myself the War Devil. I actually have two monikers that I like to go under called the Phoenix Vulture, because it's like a flaming, you know, I've never heard of a, a Phoenix Vulture, but just to think of the two birds, like a bird of death, but it's also like the rises from the ashes. I got that name because my trainer before the pandemic went down was Robbie Phoenix. If you're familiar or not familiar with his work, he's here on the West Coast. Uh, Robbie Phoenix. And then, so, you know, the Phoenix Vulture War Devil, a.k.a. the Scavenger of Chaos, because my other trainer is Joey Chaos from XPW. I've heard of Joey Chaos. Yeah. Well, his name is becoming a little bit more uh, tossed around as far as, uh, because he's been training a lot of talent that's up and coming throughout the AEW. I don't know if you remember Heather Monroe. She's one of our standouts. She also is a trainer. Eli Everfly. I heard of Eli Everfly. If you look at any card in SoCal, you're bound to bump into five Santino's guys on the card. So definitely drop a name to some of your people that are in your training facility. We we we'd be happy to interview them, even though they haven't really done anything. Even get the role you said. There are people all throughout that have done a whole lot. Um, I got an opportunity to hang out with Paul London uh, about a month ago. Wow. He was really, yeah, really cool guy. He gave me his phone number. And, like, you know, I haven't really texted him since. It's not like I'm trying to fanboy him, but, like, he's 100% real. Like, no phone in I this feel like I feel like his career in WWE could have been what Adam Cole's career was. That's if interesting. They, People have said he was 10 years before his time. He was amazing, by the way, in the independent team. But you know, well, they... right, and he even went back to the indie scene. But yeah. uh, as far as his WWE run, think of the way he competed, and think of how, like you said, Adam Cole's or people in the NXT guys are reaching man of the status now. Compete. He was uh, paving the way with for that style. He just was wrestling guys six foot six, three hundred pounds on a nightly basis. Uh-huh. Yeah, but yeah, his matches in. WWE. Some of his matches in WWE were actually pretty good too. His matches at Spanky were pretty good too. Well, that was a Brian Kendrick. Hopefully, I didn't mix the two up. I never. I, I don't generally mix them up. But uh, no, Spanky was Brian Kendrick, who did yeah. uh, have affiliations with Santino Brothers in Bell Garden. But I'm saying Paul London came for a seminar and actually worked at this event here uh, on that 619 show. So he was a really oh. cool guy. Have you ever been to a PWG show or uh 
No, I have not been doing like a mecca of the indies to an extent over here. But uh, no, I haven't. I've been to a PCW show, which is pretty freaking. Yeah. I worked it, uh, not like as a talent, but as a ring crew at ringside, and it was great. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah P- PWG I heard is ridiculous to get tickets for. It's like the minute you try, they go on sale. It's like up, oh, they're gone already. It's like that South Park. It's South like, Park, and they're gone. And they're gone. Like when, like three seconds. I've heard the same thing, but I, I I've known people who've gone. I don't know how. You gotta really be in the know. It's like a a not like a little circle. So. Yeah, it's a little circle. I tried to get the pasta pass. Have you tried to get the Olive Garden pasta pass before? I think yeah. so. Well, yeah, I when they, I think it was like a free pasta or something. Like that and it was gone. Oh my god! Yeah, within seconds. For years in a row, I've like sat there with two phones open and tried to get the pasta pass, and I've gotten it each time. But it's it's a hassle. Like I've had multiple phones. Get the pasta pass next time you can. I promise it's uh, what's worse to get try to get the PWG uh, tickets or uh, the pasta pass from all the well, what's gonna sustain you more? I- I'd rather take but endless <laughs> pasta. <laughs> Here we go. Let's ask this question for the mod queen's head pops, and he and, and she's yelling at geek at two o'clock in the morning. Do you have any pets? I, you know, I wouldn't be the biggest proponent of Olive Garden, but that pass though, you could, you could just spend hours there. Uh, I would buy like a like a couple hard ciders, actually like hard cider, Angry Orchard. I buy a few hard ciders and just go to town with that salad and that take. Honest, I just take the pasta home. I'm gonna yep. get a lot. I'm gonna get a lot of flack for this, but Olive Garden is not real Italian food. It's oh, not. It's not. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> I'm gonna get a lot of flack from the comments. A lot of people gonna lose followers. Oh God! <laughs> well, you gotta get those carbs in though. Carbs are like where it's at. Everyone tries to avoid carbs, but I, honestly, and I mean Olive Garden. I guess is good if you don't ha- if you don't live in New York and say, yeah, this is real Italian food. You go to New York, there's a pizza and pasta place on every single corner. Yeah, I'd say Buco de Pepos is is more authentic than. <laughs> You know, Cecilia Dibs is like, it's like he thought it was Italian food. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, really it, it, it's like that cheese sauce that you buy and they can't call it cheese; they like call it something else. You know, <laughs> legally they can't call it Italian. She hates like me Italian right now, but she can't spell it. She says you're banned. You're banned. Oh, you're banned. I guess hey, she can. Actually, she, she can't ban me. I'm, I, I could ban you, but I, she can't ban me, though. Hey, check it out, though. If you pull up an Olive Garden commercial, and I don't know why we're talking about Olive Garden for so long, putting them over so hard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get it sponsored by him. I'm going to get sponsored. I can't wait. I'm trying so hard. Um, I think it says Italian-inspired cuisine. So they don't even call it Italian food. <laughs> so we settled the debate. Yeah. Mr. Dibs, if we get a sponsor from them, I swear, um, we'll send you a little <laughs> plate of spaghetti and meatballs up to New Orleans. The meat, we'll meat sauce, it. ma- it's the meat sauce mafia right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Virgil, you heard him. He's like talking crap about Virgil. We, we don't want Virgil on this podcast. We got, we got some good guests. We don't need a we, 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 It's like, yeah, we don't need Virgil on the podcast. We got Helmet Rose Crown. Oh, yeah. yeah so Virgil's going to – because Virgil, from what I understand, he gets around. He's he's active. 
So he's going to sh- come knocking at my door because of this, you know. <laughs> okay, like, how'd you get on dudes at how'd you get on dudes at ringside? <laughs> That's what he's Oh yeah. Like. <laughs> You're right about it. Man, oh man, I don't know. Him, so I can't say it. <laughs> like, it's like these guys need to invite me on their show. <laughs> he actually messaged my Instagram and called me Joey. Really? He called me, hey Joey, buy my game. And I was like, if I buy your game, would you go on my podcast? He's like Sure, I clicked the link. The guy wants six ninety nine for his game, or a dollar ninety nine, whatever it was. I was like, is he like? A, are we still talking about Virgil or no? Yeah, Virgil. Yeah. What is he a game developer now? I'm like, you got a game, but uh, what is it? Pasta. Support the arts. Pasta. Yeah. I, well, pasta. I yeah. Our wires are crossed. Somehow we went from Olive Garden to Virgil, and they're all pasta related. Yeah. It's like unlimited breadsticks, bro. I'm going. It's over as fuck. <laughs> it better be by the time we're done with this podcast. But I was about to say your Italian card might be revoked soon. But uh, it's like, the, the only reason why we lose the sponsorship to Olive Garden is because Geek was talking bad about Olive Garden. Yeah, we're gonna try to go there when I come to your house, Geek, and it's just gonna be like, oh, Joe Panther. Yeah, how do you know those glasses? Damn it, I'm really wearing them. And then look at Geek Metal Geek, right? Security, get these motherfuckers out of here. <laughs> and uh, the mod's the only Italian who loves Olive Garden, by the way. Geeks, they're gonna be like, "Oh, you're mod queen." Yes, I'm the mod. Yeah, it's you. God damn it, Lance, you bastard. We're banned from Olive Garden. We're blackballed from Olive Garden. Mod's crying, stomping her feet up and down. I my film. <laughs> Mar- Mar- like, I, I love that he tried to charge Brooke Hogan for our picture. <laughs> that was phenomenal. Just hold it, close the door, close the window, all that kind of shit. Everything she told you. Okay, yeah, pretty, yeah. The permits. Yeah, she's like, she, she's on she, our she, side. No, yeah, she's like, she'll be sure of like, uh, endless hey, bird sticks and salad. Oh, no, he can't say hello to nobody. Never mind, you don't exist <laughs> now because this is a podcast, a wrestling related podcast. Oh. So you wouldn't know nothing about that. Uh-huh. Anyways, fun stuff. So yeah, uh, any questions? Anything you want to, like? Just hit me with it. I'll try to be responsive. I'm also yeah. trying to work, unfortunately. All right. Well, All if right. you're gonna go, you you can no. go. No, no, don't leave me. <laughs> I don't want you. I don't want you to feel like you're you? like. You Stop can always, you can always come back because, dude, you're 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 cool as, as fuck right now. Well, yeah, check this out. Uh, I would be down to come down back anytime. This is probably the easiest Friday if we ever did it. We'll just we'll shift the days. But I'm not going anywhere because technically I'm working security right now. I'm like the worst security guard in the history of ever. But if someone does run away, I'll definitely put some moves on them for you. Whatever you need me to do. <laughs> All right, so. I guess I guess we'll let you go then. All right, but if no, anyone no. has, okay, well you can because I'm. It's already been three minutes, but you don't have to. I'm just okay. saying. We just feel I bad. Don't... We know you're working. We don't want to bother you when you're working, dude. Right? No, check it out. So, uh, if I have to put anyone over, I have to put over California unemployment because I was employed before the pandemic and I was making a fairly good amount and rate. And since the pandemic, the unemployment's the only way I'd be able to pay for training or anything. So these are little gigs that I do mainly just to be there for the facility, because the facility is a wrestling facility. 
can Avogadro be our sponsor? And I'm like, I think Geek, <laughs> I, I, I think so, Geek, I think Geek ruined it for everybody. I'm sorry. All right. Oh for no. Hina, well, I hear, I hear Subway's looking for a mascot, right? There we go. Geek dudes at ringside eating Subway sandwiches, and I'm gagging. <laughs> and I'm eating every bit of it. <clears throat> this sandwich is so good, right? <laughs> so I have a what question I, for you guys, if you don't mind. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Tell me about your experience of getting into the podcast world because I've always enjoyed wrestling myself and I've been told time and time again, oh, you should do a podcast. I just don't think my opinions are – who cares? Dude, like, you'd, be, you'd be perfect for a podcast because you're freaking awesome, by the way. Like me and Geek started this off well, just doing, just hanging out and doing college radio together, like in, what, what college, the college we went to. And then we just started talking – like he would call me on the phone – all the fucking time, and we were talking during Raws or Smackdowns, and then we decided, like, he, he would he would be like Elsa from fucking Frozen. Do you wanna build it? Do you wanna start a podcast? And I'm like, no, no, stop it. And I was just total heel on him. I'm like, no, geek, I don't want to do a podcast. So it, it probably took him a while, but I'm he, like, he, he, he finally he came to this. I'm a big Ghostbusters fan. There's two podcasts that are like the kings of the Ghostbuster podcast world. I'm putting them over now. I don't care. I would love them for them to come on our podcast. Yes, have some podcasts. Those are the total beasts. They talk about Ghostbusters, Ninja Turtles, Jurassic Park, everything, and wrestling. And also the CrossRip, other podcasts, it's really beast mode in the Ghostbusters world. And they have so much fun. They laugh. They joke. They make fun of each other. They, they're so awesome. I was like, these people have so much fun doing this podcast. And I'm like, hold on. Um, Geek? Yeah? I'm on a new podcast. I thought he was going to do the Carlton scream on the other side of the phone. <laughs> he, I could see him going, yay, Joe, what's in the podcast now? We did this podcast, and then... We started, had, talk, we started talking about Raws and SmackDowns, and then what happened was... We're like, this is... Kind of, like, we, me and him were being negative about Raws and SmackDowns because they've been so bad. And we were saying, you know, that Joe said, it's like, all right, we'll get a guest on the show. Then we'll go back to Raw's and SmackDowns. After that, we never went back to, I mean, we had some Raw's and SmackDowns, but we, we, uh, we always got a guest on our show because we don't want to talk negative anymore. And we turned and, negative into a positive. And then our name went from different things. It was like we morphed from like, it's horrible. We went from, I thought by the name Ring Rats, I thought, because Ring, we're by the ringside, we're, we're obsessed like a rat, obsessed with cheese. Then I go <laughs> on Google and I find out did what the Ring Rat not, is. Did you not know what a Ring Rat was? I didn't. Oh, I, I went. Out, I look like Stewie rocking back and forth <laughs> in the corner. I was like, oh my God. Tell my artist, don't draw that. Don't draw that. Oh. <laughs> don't draw that. Oh, I think I saw it. Like, you used a rat one time in your cartoons, huh? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I didn't I didn't pick up on that. But, yeah, I've been a ring rat once for long before I started wrestling. Uh, maybe that tells you a little bit about me. But I think that term is used in other um, – I know groupies one, but I've heard it like, uh, for other things. I can't really think of it right now. Yeah, whatever. Hood rat, excuse me, there's that. So, I mean, I think it's a, an amalgamation. You know, I'm going to get us banned or something. 
No, it's okay. It's a, me and Joe get banned from Twitch, and then we'll have to start all over again. We'll do. Yeah. We'll have to call it "Dudes at Ringside" two podcast. Yeah, <laughs> like or something. Or something. Dude, well, no, it's it's kind of like how the world wrestling world, and then that was taken. We were oh before that we were supposed to be the wrestling machine or the uh, time the wrestling was it was it wrestling That's machine wrestling time machine, time, wrestling time machine. Wrestling time machine. That's cool, but you gotta travel back. You gotta talk to Oracle, or maybe talk to guys past, future, present type deal. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm Mister Old School on the podcast. I like the old school stuff. He's the newborn, new school, and we 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 blend it. Like, who would be who would have fit more like back in the day? I feel back in the day, Seth Rollins probably would have went over pretty well. Most people don't believe me, but I think he would have went over pretty good in the Attitude Era. His, his, the way he does his moves, the way he makes the crowd pop. I could I see think, him. I, I think Moxley would have been over in the Attitude Era. I think you're both right, but you're all both possibly wrong since that particular era was so heavily focused on uh, visual visual presentation. Yeah, Hogan was larger than life, and he was huge. However. It was more character driven then. In the late nineties, everybody was doing a lot of the same stuff. It was all about who's kind of the biggest and the baddest, at least, you know, persona. So they're great, but they're they're probably better. And Moxley, I would say, lately, uh, has been diving deep into his character work, you know. So it's hard to say. Mm-hmm. It's really that's a tough one. Yeah. And then my dad's like, You guys get a name yet? And I was like, yeah, we're on like on this verge. And my dad looked at me. We we're downstairs doing my workout, and he goes, "What about uh, ringside dudes?" And I called Lance, Mister Geeky, uh, immediately. I was like, "What do you think?" I put on speakerphone. I'm like, "Dad, tell him." He's like, "Oh, yeah. ringside dudes." And Geek went. He got quiet. I can see the face that would flip it. Dudes at ringside. It's I mean, it, it's in my head now. Obviously, I've said it a few times, but yeah, I can't imagine it any other way. Uh-huh. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. We're like, what? What number episode is it? I guess this this kind of be kind of fifty two episode, oh, right? 52. You should have brought me on sixty nine. Don't you know anything? Oh, we'll, we'll do <laughs> we that. Don't, we don't we'll plan, we plan it that way, though. It's like I'll be back. Uh, yeah, exactly. You, should, you, should, you know what? How it works? How it works is. Okay, calendar, and then Joe looks at the date. And it's like, oh, we don't plan it that way. It's like, because he's looking at the date, and it's like, we don't know what number is the next one. Because I would just mark the people randomly. Now, I got this beautiful little 1980s looking calendar that I got from my from my day program. They gave us a gay ca- day day calendar just you know to give us a calendar. It became the dudes at ringside podcast calendar till 2022. <laughs> but this is the calendar. For we're the not. We're not booking. Week. We're not booking anyone until 2022 unless they cancel. Yeah, not to cancel well, on us. Oh yeah, I mean that's why it's good you are so booked. You know, it's better to have an abundance than. Uh, what would you guys do? Have you ever had a day where you had no guests yet? And in the beginning, we have. Oh okay. well, yeah, of course, all booked. Actually, it's funny. Rose Crown, we're actually doing two people's birthday parties this for like the on the podcast. 
huh, how does that work? I know you did uh, Metal Geeks, but yeah. you mean your guests? The yeah, guests is at the birthday party. Yeah, uh, so. we're doing um, Gypsy Mac. Who? I no, I know, I know who she is. She's awesome. I, I just hanging out with her the other day. Oh uh, no, it's not my Hey, did you come? You came on. Did you tell her you came on dudes at ringside? Say it again. You should tell her. If you text her later, hey, I hung out with Joe, Joe the Panther and Metal Geek on the podcast. So wait, how well do you think I know her? I could text her like, dang, I don't like, know. Hey, tell her to call rest. me. Tell her to call me first. But how about that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm just thinking like a wrestler. A lot of wrestlers know each other. That's why I'm like, they tour. Oh, I know her, but but see, especially with the speaking out movement and stuff, and being a guy like myself, maybe isn't the the most charismatic with the ladies. I don't know, even especially if a girl is looking pretty good, because they all look pretty good to an extent, right? Um, like, how am I supposed to get someone's number? It's like, everything's Instagram for me, you know? Like, if you want to reach me, hit me on Instagram. You know, Facebook's a little bit like, I don't even use it, but someone gets at me that way, unless I already knew them or know them or whatever. It just seems weird these days. Like, everything's yeah. Instagram for me. Everything, yeah. everything for us is Instagram, you know? We don't even have any wrestlers' phone numbers. Except no. we have don't say that geeky. We do have we do have oh. charismas and it's All sort right. of fun. I'll, I'll give you my number. Jeez. We can give just after the show though. Yeah. My number is 8675309. Oh, we lost him. He hung up on that. All right. I guess that's it, Joe, right? Is he still there? I don't know. He kind of froze. In the memory of <laughs> memorial, oh no! Unless he comes back, but all right. Why don't you end it there? I guess. I, I yeah. Think gonna, I think he was gonna go anyway, but yeah, he was touching the ah, beating book teeth. That was me. That, that was me. He's still there, but and if he comes back, uh, you know. Anyway, thanks everyone. Thanks Helmut Rosecrown for joining us. Um. Remember, you guys, you could always donate to us at http streamlabs.com slash dudes at ringside, http slash dudes at ringside. And the, oh, he left. And take it away, Joe. And I would like to thank Mr. Hellman Rose Crown for coming in and giving us the truth facts as always. And thanks, Mr. Connor, as always, for giving us, keeping us on task. And thank you to my grandfather. Jose Quinones, thanks for my cousin Pete Sanchez, and thank you for my uncle's godfather. Frank Martinez, the Blue Demon, for lighting the way for all Latino wrestlers. See you guys Monday.